When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be joined by two podders in the mould of Sasa Papach, both solid and reliable. First of all, Mr Scott Hodge. How you doing, Colin? All right. I'm good. And the wonderful Mr Ian McCready. Evening, guys. Yeah. So I can always rely on Scott and Ian. You know, um, my best wishes to Craig McAdam. He's a little bit hungover today and he's tried to pass it off as food poisoning, so... Here's hoping he gets all the emodium in the world, because <laughs> he certainly needs that. So, that's a that's enough ballplay straight into it, because we've had a really busy week. Um, we'll try and cover off everything roughly in the order that it happened. First of all, about 50 minutes after our show dropped last Sunday, the club came out and announced that Nico Katic suffered a fairly serious injury in training and he'll be out for a large proportion of this season so sorry we couldn't report that last week but you know sod's law I don't know who I don't know who in the Rangers Twitter club has decided that Sunday at 9 o'clock is a good time to to post an announcement so Ian come at you first it's it's worrying to see any first team or any player at all you don't want to see any player suffer a serious injury how big a blow is this for Rangers? Cartage being out? I think it's a massive blow for me personally. Um, I don't like Olsen. I've made that clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think if Cartage, if you paired Cartage with Helander, I think people, what people generally forget about Cartage is Cartage has always played at a position. Cartage is a right footed centre back, yet we're playing him on the left hand side. So, for me, I think if you stick Katich with Hitlander, it, it, it becomes a better player again than he already is. But he's a massive miss. I always felt like when we played against like Aberdeen, that, that Katic nullified Cosgrove. 
I don't know. I don't know if any of the other boys can do that. Um, just it was, and he's come back looking like an absolute monster as well. So it's it's, it's sad, really sad. I, I think we're really going to miss him when it comes to like games against like Aberdeen and Livingston, where they've got the big hammer thrower striker. Yeah, I think I don't think there's any doubt about it that out of all probably the full team, maybe Bar Morelos, Katic is the biggest one who thrives on a physical challenge and we mentioned a couple, oh, I think it was last week or the week before, you know, how much effort he's been putting in pre season and he does look like a tank. So it was really exciting to see what he would come back and do. Hodge sorry, Scott. <laughs> Getting, getting a bit casual there, you know. <laughs> I'll keep it to the Sunday name, Scott Hodge. I'll come to you. Uh, so, despite what Ian was saying, and I, I do agree that Pat Cratish would have had a massive part to play, even if he wasn't the first, first choice in the centre-half pairing, but do you think we need cover? Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, I think Gerard always had... He, he said it as well. Cartage is very young for a centre half. You, you don't really see centre halves at the top of their game till they they've, they've had experience. So I think it was always in Gerard's mind his first pairing, both being fit as Goldson eh, and and Hollander. So you need. I don't think we really need uh, to bring somebody in, especially not just for the sake of it. I'd maybe take a loan, but. To be honest, if they if they two are staying fit and you've got Edmondson, who's another year older, I, I know he made a couple of mistakes, but I, I, I thought he'd done well. I look back to the to the Braga game; he was he was immense that game. As I say, a couple of mistakes. He scored a couple of goals as well for not many appearances. So I think we should be fine. We've also got Bassi in there who can play centre half, and I know we're going to come on to his goal, but he's. He is a, he's a big boy, and you know I think it's exactly what we're looking for as well. And it, again, it was, it was what we're discussing about poster. Do we need to have cover, or can we have a few players playing a few positions? So Bassi, left back, centre half, we can make it work. But I think that may rule out three at the back, though. I don't, I can't see us playing that formation going forward with just three natural centre backs. You mentioned there about getting cover for the sake of it. So this isn't us losing Katic too long term. He is going to come back, hopefully within maybe six to nine months, because he's had his operation and the initial reports are not looking positive. So if we do need if we do need cover, it would be a short term loan. Yeah. But so Edmondson is the third choice in a half at the moment. You mentioned Bassey and I'd maybe say Ross McCrory fits in that as well. It's a kind of makeshift centre half, but for me, um. I'm looking for Lewis Mayo to be given the chance here as the fourth centre half. Uh, in any, I, I know we spoke time and time again the last few weeks about the young players getting a chance, but surely this is as good a time as any for Gerard to to give Mayo a chance. Yeah, he's actually come back looking a lot bigger as well. If you've seen the picture, well, in training where he's, he's running with Olsen and Tav, and he looks absolutely massive as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't be. Like if he's going to be the the fourth choice, you'd imagine, um, I'd have no problem with that at all. I think anytime I've seen him, he looks good on the ball. He can he can also play midfield, which he was doing for the the under twenty ones. Um, 
So he's pretty good on the ball. Um, he's massive as well. So, aye, why not? Don't know what the don't know what the everybody's coming back massive. Don't know what the chefs are cooking or whatever. You know what I mean? Lewis Mayo's came back looking like Sasa Papage's son. <laughs> Have you seen the photos? And he's a spitting image of Papage. I I think with Gerard though the only thing is is he'll do everything to. I know that's very negative, but he would do anything not to throw me on it. Depend if you know what I mean. So he would play Ross McCrory there. He would play Bassett at centre half before. Trying out mail is my personal opinion, unless he has a good. I suppose the counter argument with that is that. Try to protect him, yeah. He's trying to protect him, and I think it is fair to say, like, we all focus on JRL's mistakes, but I think he is learning. Yeah. Slowly but surely, he is learning. Maybe this is the year that he starts to take a bit of gamble, not just with the youth players, but maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll change the formation or make a sub before 80 minutes. You, you know, God, God help us. Eh? <laughs> if he stays, sticks to the three subs in 81 minutes again. Um, so I think that's just time will tell. Um, Scott, sticking with you, we covered covered it for the most part last week, but is there any shock in Matt Posters away or did we just dynamite predicting stuff now? Oh, we're on the money. That was it was the first one Hadji signs next yeah. week No, no, it's uh, and good luck to him, I think we, we discussed it. We've got a poll on Twitter as well and the general feedback was that we don't need a don't need a replacement. So yeah, best luck to him and we'll obviously miss our, our Brittany as well. Yeah, and it was a really nice send off uh, Brittany and Matt put on social media, I think. They are. They kind of fall under the category that they did. They did appreciate being at the club, and I don't think anybody can accuse Matt Poster of not trying up and everything, but it just wasn't to be. Yep. So, just sticking with um, what we predicted and the inevitable. Ian, uh, Robbie McCroy has now went out in loan. Are you happy with with Livingston? I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, I think Gary Holt obviously likes him, um, took him there last season, made him the number one right away and he's brought him back so you'd have to imagine that he's going to play every game apart from against us I'm actually I'm actually delighted to see how Rangers are are using the loan market in, uh, in Scotland, I know we touched, this, touched on this last week but that's now three players Three Rangers players who are going to be getting first team experience in the league we are playing in. Jake Hasty, Robbie McCrory, Stephen Kelly. And as you mentioned, Dean, they, they can play against everybody else apart from us. Um, so we we said last week, once uh, once Robbie McCrory signed the three-year deal, that was just a teaser announcement while they finalised the paperwork for wherever it was drawn. And it turns out to be Livingston. Scott, my boy's back. My boy Ross McCrory is back. We're going to we change the name of this to the McCrory updates. I feel as though it's a way to talk about in this podcast. Listen, he's laughing at me about Mark Gillespie. He's got to come good. He's a laughing about Ross McCrory. Ross McCrory will be a Rangers captain within six years. There, my money where my money is where my mouth is. So the reason I bring him up isn't he just a can suck his ass, which I would love to do. <laughs> So he he had a very stop start, uh, very 
stop-start campaign at Portsmouth. And that was kind of summed up by the last two games. He was thrown in uh, right-back, the first-choice right-back again for the first leg against Oxford. Ended up having a howler, and he missed the second game completely. Should we be looking at sending back out in loan, similar to what we've done with his brother and Jake Case and Stephen Kelly? Kelly, maybe even somewhere in Scotland, or is he still good enough to be given a punt? No, nah, I think especially with if we're not going to replace Cartage, we're not going to replace Polestar. He needs to be there. So it's a it's a tough one. It was you look at you compare it with uh, Greg Doherty when he went to Shrewsbury. He had a great spell there. And the idea was for him to replicate that, obviously in the in the same league. So it's not been as successful as we'd we'd wished for. But I think we need to play him. I think I, I, th- I think it was Craig that touched on it. Um, we need to be more selfish and sort of. We need you here. We need you here for twenty twenty five games. You're going to be coming off the bench and doing that. He's still going to learn a lot. Hope maybe get some more chat, bit of playing time and the. In the, the reserves as well, so I think we need to be a bit harsh with him and just just keep him here. But it's good 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 for him to be back. Ian, I'm going to come to you because I'm conscious I, I'm I'm biased with this argument, but we we are going to come on to the Hamilton game and a few different players. But my only worry with Ross McCrory coming back, or the likes of McCrory coming back and being bit part. Are we going to fall in a trap that we do have too too many bit part players, or are the friendlies announced? Do you think do you think there'll still be players going out? I hope there's still players going out, particularly Brandon Barker. But, <laughs> um, uh, no, I, I think we, we're going to need a big squad because the season's compressed, and I'm sure they were saying I was hearing on the radio the other day. There's like. 30 or 42 weeks or something to squeeze 38 games at me and there's like half a dozen Scotland games and then there's all the European games and the SPFL won't have uh, won't have made provisions for us actually getting into Europe as they always do um, so aye, it's, it's going to be a tough season because it's going to be Saturday, Wednesday or Saturday, Sunday, Thursday Um the whole way through the season, so we're going to need everybody. So I don't think we can have too many bit part players this season. Yeah, I suppose the only the only hope is that the players that we do keep, you know, they they only bit part there. They don't get game time just for the sake of it, but they're good enough to get game time, and then they, we don't see too much a drop when we do rotate, which I think we did see towards the end of last season. So. On the actual football, um, obviously we played a bounce game against Hamilton on Friday, which we will come to, but the club announced a singer friendly, so we're playing in this bizarre tournament in France where Rangers will play Lyon and Nice. Am I right in saying Celtic are in this tournament as well, but Rangers don't play Celtic? I think so, eh? Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's part of, they playing PSG or something? I have no idea. <laughs> I've... <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I'm kind of cutting my nose off to spite my face. I don't really go to the like to the record of the sun for newspapers. So it's either from the club or Twitter, and sometimes I get led down <laughs> the garden path on Twitter. Um, but yeah, anyway, it is definitely confirmed that we Rangers will play Leon and Nice. 
before coming back to Ibrox and playing Motherwell and Coventry. So, Scott, first things first, good enough opposition for the most part, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it's a good good blend as well. So, you look at Leon and Nice, and that will help us in our Europa League uh, game against Leverkusen. I know when we don't have much high hopes, but anything can happen, really. You look at the, the game this evening with Bournemouth, they were 1-0 down to Leicester, and then somehow won 4-1. So, you never know. It could... You could get a man sent off early on and we could take advantage. So I like that we've we've done a blend of European class opposition and Motherwell who are probably the third best team in the league. So getting that and Coventry will be a be a, a bit of a test as well. So I think uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice blend. It's nice to play away. It's nice to play a couple of games at Ibrooks, get used to the the newly laid pitch as well. So yeah, look forward to them. Yeah. And as far as I can see, the games against Motherwell and Coventry will be free for all season ticket holders to watch on Rangers TV, which is a bit of good news uh, for because most is, you know, either like to get along with Ibrox to see how the team are setting up or at least the very least watching telly. So if you've got a season ticket holder, you'll get that as part uh, as part of the kind of no game discount or whatever they're, they're selling it as. So Ian, Scott touched on that as the four friendlies we've got coming up as a, a mixture of testing for domestic football and the upcoming European game against Leverkusen. So the Europa League announced the draw for the quarterfinals, so the winner of the Rangers Leverkusen tie will play the winner of Inter Milan and Getafe in a one-off quarterfinal game. Realistically, uh, are Rangers still in this, or is this a foregone conclusion? I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think the only way we're going to get through it is if the whole Leverkusen team gets struck down with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I just are we going to go there score three without reply I can't see it so I mean Havertz has been brilliant since they've come back as well and unless he gets sold I think he he'd probably do some damage against us again so um, I just don't see he's getting anywhere so this is my worry with this game it comes four days after the first game of the season, right? The order against us is that we are, that we're going to get put out because we're, we're going to win one of the finer teams in Europe. Let's be honest, they've, as you say, they have been excellent. They were excellent before the, before the COVID pandemic as well, especially in Europe. So four days after playing Aberdeen, we need to travel to Germany, play that game and get back. I'm not saying we should set, we should ever set up to lose, but should we look at rotating and maybe putting more of a priority in the, the league games either side? Maybe, but then I suppose we're still trying to get match fit, so getting the guys like extra game time is uh, is going to help. And, like One wee thing that might be in our favour is Leverkusen will have a break just now, aren't they? So we're kind of ramping up towards this game, whereas they're having a wee bit of a break right now because their season's over, isn't it? Will that be their first game back, actually? I think it might be. Because, mm-hmm. 
I think they just lost the German Cup, didn't they? Uh, so, they, it'd be interesting if, if that has an effect. Like, obviously, we are having, between now and the 1st of August, we've got four friendlies, one league game, and then one league game, and then the Leverkusen game. So, we've got five games building up to that. So, that, that might be the only wee thing that we've got in our favour. Yeah. I, I didn't actually know that they were on a break just now. I suppose... The, the bigger, the biggest comparison I can think of that was when when we played the Scottish Cup final in 2016. Like also we were poorer on the day, but we went like five or six weeks without playing a game, whereas Hibs had all the playoffs and they were playing. As you mentioned, Ian, like we were trying to keep ourselves from winding down, whereas Hibs were gradually ramping up um, and, and made us a turn. So. As you say, you don't you don't really know how the game like anything could happen. In the game it could be a, you know I mean sending off somebody could get hit with an injury, come back, and all of a sudden it's a, all of a sudden it's an advantage. But obviously they've played so much more football than us leading up, so you've got to think they'll be maybe a bit on the ball in terms of match experience, this conditions as well, like going into the empty stadium. It's all going to play a part. Morelos might end up getting sent off, and we tend to do well with 10 men in <laughs> Europe, so, you know, a quick, uh, I don't know, a quick swipe for Alfie, and they might change the game in, in their favour, so, soon see. So, on the subject of the friendlies, Rangers had a bounce game against Hamilton on Friday and we had 22 different players feature in a 2-1 win so I'll give you the starting 11 here John McLaughlin James Tavernier Connor Goldson Calvin Bassey sorry is Calvin Bassey isn't it I keep on saying Calvin Calvin Bassey Calvin Bassey Borna Barisic Scott Arfield Glenn Kamara Joe Arebo Yanis Haji, Jermaine Defoe and Ryan Kent. So a pretty pretty strong starting eleven and at some point each of the following subs made an appearance. Andy Fuff, Ross McCrory, Lewis Mayo, George Edmondson, Glenn Middleton, Greg Doherty, Jamie Burjonis, Greg Stewart, Jamie Murphy, Jordan Jones and Alfredo Morelos. So Scott Scott, sorry, you talk us through the the two Rangers goals because I know you've had a quick, quick look at them. Quite a look at them. Aye, um, Bassies was was a nice goal. It was uh, Ryan Kent delivered a deep ball and it was a it's a good header. I think he's going to be a threat from set pieces. Bassie, he's massive, absolutely massive. So um, yeah, it was a good goal and obviously the penalty from Ronaldo. It's nice to see he's actually actually scored a penalty. Whether he'll be on, I don't know what he's think about who you want in the penalties but I think uh, it was nice to see him score it I'd probably like to see maybe Ryan Kent or something hit him or maybe Steve Davis as well. I know Steve Davis missed one for Northern Ireland last year but um, yeah it was uh, good to see good goals Ian do you have any preference for the penalty takers? Barisic for me I think he's the best striker of all we've got I'd imagine he would be good at him, but I'm always kind of... It might sound as if I'm sitting in the fence. I'm always kind of leaning towards a, if somebody's not up for taking a penalty or confident enough to put themselves forward, then you don't want them anywhere near it. So I, I kind of thought that about Barisic, but 
if he was confident, surely he would have said by now, or I don't know if Gerard's one of these old school managers that, um, you know, he has it in his mind that who he wants to take the penalty, so he'll, he'll give them first dibs. But on to the actual team we played, so 22 different players, all the usual kind of suspects that you'd expect to be in, you know, the likes of Haji, Aribo, Ken, Morelos, Golton, Tavernier. A lot of kind of fringe players and a couple of youth players as well. So we've got Lewis Mayo, Glenn Middleton, Greg Doherty, Jamie Verjonis, Greg Stewart, Jamie Murphy and Jordan Jones. Ian, I'll start with you. Is there, is there any there that you'd think, you're worried about seeing in the first fold or you think it's good that they're getting a chance early on? Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I think I'll just be trying to get minutes in everybody's legs um, just now, but none of them, I'm not too sure about Bob Jonas, like, He's never really kicked on for me. Like he, he, he got into the team and had a few games, didn't he? At one point, and then he's just he's been out on loan a couple of times. And and unlike Stephen Kelly, who stood out at L last year, Burgess has never done that. So for me, I don't know if he'll be around much longer. I can see us maybe letting him go if uh, somebody's willing to maybe give us like a sell-on clause or something. Um, everyone else, I'd like to see Greg Dockett maybe get a bit more game time. Because he does, he done well at Hibs at the end of last season. Nah, just that's it. I, I just don't see Bajoris being too involved, to be honest. I think we've got a lot of good midfielders, um, and he's well down the list. Jamie Bajoris is quite a weird one because every time Gerard and even the likes of Michael Beale and stuff, anytime they've spoken about him, they speak so highly about him. Even, even in the last six months. But you're right in what you say. So the season before last, he was sent out in loan to Rafe Rovers and he was called back early because he didn't really kick on. January this year, he was sent out in loan to Partick Thistle and he only got a handful of appearances. You know, I think the Partick Thistle fans were really excited when he was coming down because they were lacking in the midfield, but he didn't still make an impact. So I don't know if it's if they see something and he's just not he's just not had the right environment where it clicks, but. Scott, what do you think, Jenk? He just needs needs it all to fall in place or what? I think um, he signed a new contract, didn't he, last season? He did. He signed an extension, so 
I reckon I reckon he'll go out on loan. I don't know if he'll, if you look at if he's at Partick Thistle who are bottom of the championship. Has he found his level maybe the championship? So I think it's his last chance. I think he's to go on loan and needs to, as Ian says, stand out to have any possibility of becoming a Rangers player really. So last chance for him really. Yeah. I think Lewis Mayo's also alone at Partick and he had a bit more of an impact. Um and, and he's obviously like that would have been his first taste of like like not top flight football but like professional football. Um so yeah. If he yeah. can do it and he's a lot younger. It's interesting about uh, Lewis Lewis Mayo you mentioned there. I, I think Scott you mentioned about three in the back earlier in the show. Lewis Mayo's first game for Partick, he actually Played in the left of a three in the back, and he got man in the match. You know, I I done my research. Uh, I used to do the the hand hand uh, Lone Ranger show. Shameless name dropping here. Don't give a fuck. Um, but no, <laughs> he um, he got man in the match in his first game. Played the left of a three in the back. So is he left footed? Yeah, that's that's a positive mm. actually because we've not really about Hollander. It might, might work it in terms of, you know, like two, so like if one comes out, so if Holanda comes out, Mayo slots in. I don't know, but I think Gerard likes having a a left-footed centre-half, If you know what I mean, playing in the left. I think he prefers that a lot more. I think that's why he brought in Holanda. So he might look, he might treat them as completely separate, and you know what I mean? And yeah, if he comes out, then it's going to be a much more natural position, uh, natural replacement, so... Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see, but what about um, the boy K- King? Is he is he not near the first team? Around? Is he not like sixteen? Yeah, I thought. Uh, well, because mm-hmm. there was quite a lot of interest for him. But I'd like to, I'd like to see him in a couple of friendlies. Maybe see see how he gets on because he's very highly rated and he's massive for his age as well. Well, as you say, sixteen, but he's a big boy. I'm just scared that in a, I don't know if I'm being too dramatic here. See the likes of Leon King who's sixteen. Um, you know, if we're putting him in a friendlies just for the sake of getting a youngster game time when he's not realistically going to feature, I think we kind of done that with John Fleck, and John Fleck fell away very early in his career. There was also a player there. He's arguably, he's arguably one of the best British midfielders in the uh, in the English Premier League right now. He's been phenomenal at Sheffield United the last couple of years. But do we? Don't know. Do we take a pun in the likes of Leon King, get, get him a bit of exposure, or do we let them develop at their, their kind of own rate? Um, I think he'll probably be playing up a level, won't he, this season? He'll probably be maybe around the B team this year, um, if he's if he's that good. I, d- I don't know if I'd bring him in just now. I'd be looking to get the minutes in the, the guys who we're going to be using. I'd be looking to get them the minutes on their legs rather than you know, throwing a 16-year-old. Unless you think this the 16-year-old's good enough, like, then absolutely go ahead. But what I worry about is, like, if we done it with John Fleck, where we, he was billed as the Scottish Wayne Rooney, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope we're not just going to... Leon King's getting... But I hope he doesn't get built up too much and then it ends up, you know, he's, he's not as good as he's been built up to be. Yeah. Yeah. But for every, you know, for every John Fleck, uh, or maybe every 10 John Flecks, you have the one Billy Gilmore, which is the flip side of the argument, I suppose. So, 
I don't know. It's, it is a tough one. I think you stem him up into the B team if he is good enough and if he if he improves or if he shows he can compete at that level then absolutely he can maybe start like pushing for a place in the first team behind you right Ian. I'd like to see we've got twenty two players there and that's not even including McGregor, Jack or Davis or anybody else that we're looking to bring in. Um so I I'm the same as you. I'd rather get these guys a bit of game time as well. So it's good. So good to be actually talking about football, is it not? Aye. One forward to watching the, the friendlies as well. So, when are they starting? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, that'll be good. I think that's in Premier Sports, isn't it? So Yeah, at uh, 11 in the morning. So, uh, oh, is that? Aye. God, I'm not from home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I feel like off coming on. I might not make it into work on Thursday, if anyone is listening. <laughs> Um, so moving on there's been a few off-field quite positive news by by the looks of it I think everybody's seen it as fairly positive announcement so Rangers came in 2020 and launched a new website which is all singing all dancing you know there's a nice menu bar and I was for years Rangers you went in went on to the website and then it was you had to click again to enter the website because it was just an advertisement that was a killer man it's just annoying I know it was only one click of the button but it was very inconvenient (laughs) yeah so fair play I I don't know I'm I'm not tech savvy but new website must must be alright Scott what do you think of the new badge? I, I don't think there's much change in it, but it's. Um, I think it looks better. I don't know how much it, <laughs> it costs, but <laughs> I, I'd imagine it probably to get it designed and, and everything cost a, a few thousand. And it's, I'm not saying it's a waste, but <laughs> it's probably. I mean, all, all it is is obviously the. We've all seen it, but like, ever, the Rangers look the right way, so it's easily read. So, ah, it's nice. Um, it does make it does make a difference, but I mean, if it was, uh, I'm sure you could have got that job done for a couple of <laughs> a couple of hundred quid or something like that. But you'd probably paid a, a bit of it. So, ah, yeah, I think it's just modernising it. So it's it's all good, all good. Ian, am I being too grumpy here? I'm actually so quite quite annoyed that we put that one. I don't know. I don't know if it's just my personality and I don't like new things, I don't like change, I don't like I'm a creature of comfort. And I'm I'm still no buying into this badge. Is that just me or are you a fan as well? I think Craig pointed it out, didn't he, that if the club hadn't said would how many people would actually have noticed um, <laughs> that it Because it never actually changed that much. So realigned the like the writing and then a couple of little tweaks. I did like the. I seen that the the female one had been tweaked to be a lioness, which was I thought was quite good. Um, but yeah, I'm not too bothered. It had, to me, it just looks pretty much the same. <laughs> I think it's. it's a, wouldn't I noticed if it hadn't been pointed out? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Ah. No, I know. It's. I eventually will warm round to it. I'm just glad it's the. The ready badge they're changing. See if they start messing about with the one in the tops. So I'll I'll be starting a, a change.org page. To the, I'll, you know I'll, I'll I'll stage a protest at Ibrox. So 
I'll tie myself to the the broom on the goalpost. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There's, um, as long as I don't fuck about with that, that's fine. <laughs> so, um, just on the commercial side, Ian, I believe you received your My Gels pack. Talk us through that. I did. It contains a, a very nice new scarf, which uh, has the new crest on it. Actually, as it comes over your shoulders, it forms a big crest on the front. Uh, so, like, the two halves form to meet, make the big crest, which I thought was quite good. Um, and then a nice wee pin badge and then a membership card. So, and a, a nice wee presentation box. Well, fairly happy to be surprised to come over. That's ideal. So, we we spoke uh, before the show that Scott and I, we are stingy bastards and we've not signed up for um, my gels. So, I'm going to give you a chance to sell my gels to me, Ian with all the pros but the reason I'm not I've not signed up yet I'm kind of annoyed that I pay close to a grand a year going to see Rangers like by the time I've never even made the tickets like time you get a pie at half time or whatever and then you're away games and everything else Lotto and everything I, yeah. um, what did I, I, I I pay £4 a month for Rangers Lotto, right? And, you know, I'm not being better about that. That's my choice, I know. But I didn't like the idea of having to sign up 50 quid just for them to reward you for spending more money. <laughs> That's, am, I, am I being tight-fisted here? Uh, I think they probably could add a membership scheme already, couldn't they, where it was tied in with the season ticket. But it's raising some money for the club. Uh, we're not probably going to need it just now as well with the COVID situation um, the main thing that is obviously semi-final and final tickets is going to be the biggest thing with your MyGels points isn't it so if you want a semi-final or final ticket you better get signed up <laughs> so I thought <laughs> so I don't know if maybe you can educate me a bit I thought the CCCS is it is it thesis? I CCCS is still kicking about or does my just trump it? Oh no! So that 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 just that is just continual credit card. But like your my gels points will then put you if you the more my gels points you have, the higher on the list. The more that's my understanding of it is the higher up the the list you go. So if if you're in the top whatever thirteen thousand my gels points, you should get a semi final ticket. Yeah. So that's what that's what I think it works. But I could be wrong. Um, but that's the way because. It's obviously points rewarded, so you, for every home game you go to, you get points. For every away game you go to, you get points. Um, I think they had it weighted that if you went to like a Hamilton away, you got more points. Um, and then like if you've got an RTV subscription, you get some points as well. So it's it's to, to reward people who are, who are putting their hand in their pocket and, and, and supporting the club. It's to, do, it's to reward the people who are constantly there. To give them the tickets for the semi-final, for the final, rather than just people who turn up three games a season against Celtic and Aberdeen and then get a semi-final and final ticket. Hollywood fans. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, I, I get the reward, the reward side. Of it. I think I was just annoyed that they asked, they asked you for fifty pounds for the privilege to be rewarded. But in all fairness to the club, you know. It, people were always got to buy into it, but it's a very clever way 
for the club to direct where the money goes because you get the, the most amount of managers points you can get for a single thing is an RTV subscription, which nobody really wants to buy. So the club are encouraging people to buy <laughs> RTV, so it is very clever. And as you say, like getting people to buy Hamilton away tickets and all that kind of stuff, so clever marketing. I think that that's not something we have a problem with the away tickets. Like we sell every away ticket we get, don't we? Anyway, so but if it was if it was one point for a Hamilton away ticket, it, was, it would still be bought. It's I think that every away ticket gets sold. Yeah. Scott, you've heard the man speak. Uh, are you convinced? Are you converted to managers yet? Aye, aye. I, I'm on. I'm on the fence really with it, but as you say, it's. They could, could they have incorporated it into the season ticket? I, they probably could have, but it's it's a sensible business move, and we're, we're, we're becoming more, a lot more more sensible with our decisions. I think with um, with Ross Wilson, the commercial commercial team, we are we probably should have done this years ago. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I'll, I mean I'll, I will probably sign up for it anyway. So yeah. there's no deadline, is there? Don't think so. No, thanks. No. Aye, I, I'm pissing in the morning, but eventually I've got to put, pay it. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to be an idiot and probably pay when the discount runs out. So, um, aye, don't, I don't know. I've been travelling a lot today. It's only £40. Is it £40? Uh, if you've got a season ticket. Ah, sorry. Oh, there you go, that's £10 away there then. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of pies in a bob <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't get me started in the prices at Ibrox, man. That'll put me in a melt in the night. <laughs> yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if that improves. I, I they need to add contactless and things like that. They're probably missing out and so yeah. much thing. Like you turn up and you're wanting something to eat and you're like, we'll get it changed and it's annoying. So I mean that should be. I should be basic that. Yeah. I think the deal with that company runs out in the next year or two anyway, and they, th- this is one of these long-term deals that was put in by the Spivs, um, which I find the board have seen early on that they need to try and get ready, but I think they need to see out the rest of the deal or right. pay to finish it early. So I think, I'd like to think in the next season or two, you are going to see a massive improvement in the, the catering at Ibrox, no. probably in line with season with, with that 2022 vision, yeah. 150th anniversary, which, um, you know, that'd be, there's a lot going on there. Um, there'd be there'd be a show in itself to actually talk about everything they brought planned for that. Just while it's popped into my head, actually, because I remember thinking that for the 2022 season, they may do something similar to the Gallant Pioneers crit, crit, strip, maybe a, a full white away strip. So while that's in my head, they've released a new goalie kit. So, Scott, am I, am I being a grumpy old man again? Is it no madness to have a full white keeper kit in the strip? No, oh, for no. Jimmy Bell will be raging. <laughs> <laughs> um, half it is, isn't it? I always quite like the orange, the orange ones. We had an orange one last season, didn't we? I think that goes really well, but... I have, I mean, I've, I don't think... Any, if you ever bought a goalkeeper in your life, yeah. <laughs> I won't be rushing out to buy it. But it was a really nice kit, actually. But, um, aye, it's, white is just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Were you a fan of it, Ian? I'm not. 
I like it. I think it's a nice thought, but I, but I, I'm not a fan of a white goalkeeper strip. But it's just it makes no sense at all. Yeah. But do you know what? It'd be nice if they'd done like a wee Buffon number, like a wee three quarter sleeve uh, version of it. <laughs> yeah. So. My biggest issue with it is, and I, I remember laughing looking at it, thinking it was a bam up. So, who do you market goalkeeper strips to? Goalkeepers, right? Obviously, people are going to wear playing, <laughs> playing in goals. Maz up and down the country will be having an absolute fit <laughs> seeing that all white keeper tap because that'll <laughs> that's, that's a disaster waiting to happen for the Washington tap. I will. But I'm sure like it and we'll uh, if, if you get fifty Majors points for buying it then they'll sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that'll round us up for this week. All that's left to do is thank my my two fellow stalwarts who will come through thick and thin. They won't let an upset tummy ever get them get them down for coming on the pod. First of all, Ian McCready. Cheers, guys. Yep. And Scott Hodge. Cheers, boys. Yep. Please remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You won't get any my jails points for it, but you will get a follow back. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.